0: You are now listening to The Half Right Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at halfright underscore pod and Instagram at The Half Right Podcast. Most importantly, feel free to share with a friend and please subscribe. Now, without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: welcome back to another episode of The Half Right podcast. We are fresh off of a wild WrestleMania week, a WrestleMania that we were at. Lakia, how are you feeling after WrestleMania week? We attended WrestleMania, a lot of WWE stuff this week.
0: I'm still Have recovering. You...
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm also still recovering.
0: <laughs> we were
1: at MetLife from 11 o'clock till 12.30. That's the yeah. when... time. <laughs> It's yeah. a long time to be in, yeah. in one place. It's like crazy long. Like,
0: I will say that the time went by pretty fast.
1: It did. It did. It did. I feel like, I feel like, first of all, what are your thoughts on, um, what were your thoughts on Mania overall?
0: If I have to give it a grade, it's automatically going to get a 10 out of 10 for me. The energy that was there among the 80-something thousand people, the matches that were there. I mean, John Cena, the doctor of Thuganomics making a return. I would give it a 10 out of 10. For that to be our first WrestleMania, I think that it was amazing. Maybe I'm a little biased because we were there, but I loved it. I think
1: so, too. I'm going to have to give it a 10 out of 10 also. I think we're biased because we were there. But, I mean, I've gone back and watched a lot of the matches Exactly. That were the card, and it was a solid WrestleMania. The only thing about WrestleMania that, you know, I'm hearing a lot of complaints about is the length. Yeah. The length, the length of the card. I mean, there's always going to be complaints about that. But, I mean, I feel like if you could have got this show... I feel like seven hours, which it it was from five to twelve thirty, so nearly eight hours. I feel like eight hours being there. I could have stayed there all night. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. WrestleMania was amazing, but I feel like watching it at home. I feel as though WrestleMania could be cut down to about. I'm not. All right. I think that it should have been. It should have ended at like eleven thirty. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Maybe an hour earlier. I mean, then you, then you, um, there were tra- transit issues for people getting back. We were lucky enough to get out of there. The show ended at like
0: 12:30. Can I say Ow. something about the transit issue, though? Yes. This is not the first time that MetLife has had a transit issue. There was a Summer Jam event before, and this exact thing happened. So them saying that it's WWE and all that, this is a New Jersey transit issue. And when there are big events like this, there is enough time in advance. This is not like WrestleMania just popped up. I feel like there needs to be things put in place accordingly (laughs) to accommodate all the people that are bringing all this revenue to your state. Because based off of that, WrestleMania is not coming back to New Jersey.
1: Yes, for well, I mean, it's gonna come back eventually, but it won't
0: come back in six years as it did before. I I highly doubt it. Highly
1: doubt it. You don't think it'll ever come
0: back? I don't. They were already comp. They were already complications with the whole production and everything, and the logistics and how complicated that was. Yes. yes and now yes, for yes. everything to happen with the transit, and they have to release statements because of that. I I just don't see them coming back. I feel like there's other uh. places that they'll, they'll go that are warmer. I mean, New Jersey, the New York, New Jersey area holds a very near and dear um, spot in the heart of WWE. So for that reason, they'll come back to the area, but I'm not sure if they'll come back to MetLife. They'll
1: be back. I I, I think think maybe it'll be 10 years from now probably, but they'll definitely be back.
0: It's crazy to think think that it was already six, right?
1: They'll definitely be back.
0: I was very, very pleased with how the Hall of Fame was. I liked how not everybody had an entrance, you know, an inductor, I should say, and that there was an actual ring for them to get into. I thought all the speeches were amazing. Now, the headline of the Hall of Fame was Bret Hart being attacked, and the video is attacked attacked by who? A a, a
1: spectator, because us fans don't act like that.
0: So and that was that was us. not, I agree, that was not a WWE fan whatsoever.
1: I um, think I speak for everybody in the WWE universe, whether you like Bret Hart, don't like Bret Hart.
0: He is not somebody that represents us as, a, as the WWE universe. Yeah, that, I don't, that person that jumped in there. So that was the headline that was all over the news, especially with us living in Jersey. To see that on the 11 o'clock news, it was a big deal. But congrats to all of the inductees, nonetheless, which include, of course, there was DX. Um, there was Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Tori Wilson. Sue Aitchison got the Warrior Award. Um, did I say DX? Yes, yes. Bret Hart and Jim D'Anville. Oh, Harlem Heat. I thought their speech was great. Favorite, I... favorite... Am I forgetting favorite? someone? I think um, I got everybody. Said Brutus. I said, said Brutus. Brutus, yeah. Honky tonk. Honky tonk. That's what I'm forgetting.
1: Um, what did you, Who was your favorite um inductee into the Hall of Fame? What what speech did you like the most?
0: Um, I think that Tori Wilson did a great. She did a great speech.
1: Um, my favorite. I was really a big fan of um Harlem Heat. Harlem Heat speech.
0: That was a good one, too, though. But that, that's what it came down to. A lot of people were also agreeing that Tory Wilson and Harlem Heat had, like, the best speeches. Because the thing with DX is that there were so many of them, and... You know, they're serious one minute and then they're not serious. So it was a lot of back and forth in that aspect. DX
1: was obviously the most entertaining.
0: The most entertaining for sure. But they, they were also the headliners of it. And I really I love how they all paid tribute to China. That was yes, yes, absolutely yes, yes, amazing. Yes. And sure. I agree with X Pac. Do you agree? Yeah, I
1: mean, China's a
0: trailblazer. Exactly. But you know, the, you know it's it's gonna I, I think the battle royal should be named the women's battle
1: royal needs to be named after a legend and I think it should be China I don't think it's gonna happen necessarily right now or next year but I believe one day it should happen um,
0: to finally give her her just dues you know like you you, di- you didn't induct her by herself which she very well deserved she had to yes, be inducted with DX and I just feel like for everything that she's contributed to the company and how she has transformed women's wrestling. You know, before there was a Jacqueline and a a Beth Phoenix and all these women and Nia Jax that are out here wrestling with men, that was China. She was the face of that. And I feel that she should get more respect in the WWE, regardless of her relationship with Hunter, regardless of what the hell she did with X-Pac, regardless of that. Celebrate her and respect her enough to give her her dues for what she did in the ring and for the business. That's all I have to say on China. I agree.
1: Um, but you know, the, the you know that's going to be something that I feel like will work. I feel like take, the WWE is taking the right steps in the right direction by finally putting her in the Hall of Fame. I do believe that she'll be inducted by herself one day, um, as she should be, because she's a trailblazer. She should be the first ever woman to be a two-time Hall of Famer, and I think that's how it's going to be.
0: That makes sense. Jumping into takeover, we're not gonna go match by match. Let's talk about the match that everybody was talking about. There's two, actually, to me. For one, the Walter versus Pete Dunn for the UK championship. That man, Walter, is a beast. He yes. whooped Pete Dunn's ass. Okay. <laughs> it was it, it's no other way to describe it. That man is a beast. What did you think of the match?
1: It was different. It wasn't like, it it, 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 it it. wasn't your typical takeover match. I feel like the in-ring psychology. And I always, I, I, when I first saw Walter, I was like, what is so different about this man? You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, what is so different about Walter? You get what I'm saying? And then you see Walter, and you're like, everything he does is just, it, It's. he's larger than life. Like, I don't know, I don't know what, what do you think? How tall do you think
0: Walter is? Because actually, Walter was standing right underneath us. Yeah, chair, we were man. able to see him. I'm gonna post a picture on our Twitter, guys, of Walter. <laughs> we got to see all of um, all of NXT UK. UK. Yeah. We saw Pete Dunne. Um, Leah Ripley was out there. You asked how big Walter is. Walter is 6'4", 297 pounds.
1: Walter's a big. Do- I thought he looks bigger
0: than that. But... Yeah, I mean, and in comparison to Pete Dunne. Let's see what Pete Dunn is. Pete Dunn is five ten, so big, 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 big it's a difference. big difference a there. Very, very big, big difference. difference. It's a big guy. So I, that was one of the matches that I was interested in because it was, as you said, different. But what do you think about Shayna Baszler keeping the title? Um,
1: I think it's tough for Shayna to move up. And we both said that on our takeover
0: prediction. I know that it's time for her to move up, but think about what she's doing with the other two girls. The other two girls haven't done anything yet. They just come out and all. I believe you need, I I agree. You need Shayna to
1: stay at NXT a little longer to get them established. Because people don't really know who the fuck they are.
0: Exactly. But you know what? NXT is a great place for figuring out who the hell you are. But having Shayna stay behind, right? She'll help develop those other two girls. This will give Rhonda time to have a break and do whatever she wants to do. And then when the Four Horsewomen thing comes up, they'll all be ready to be together. And then at this time, you know, between Becky Two Belts, Charlotte, Sasha, and Bailey, they'll be able to have a good rivalry there with the Four Horsewomen. Who's who's the real Four Horsewomen? You know who I
1: think the real Four Horsewomen
0: are. You know, I, I think know. everybody you agrees know. who the real Four Horsewomen is. I mean...
1: Even though I love and adore
0: Ronda Rousey. Yeah. It's
1: the 4 horsemen of the WWE.
0: Well, you know, they said that there was a curtain call for Kyrie Sane. And on SmackDown, Paige talked about bringing a new tag team. We're going to be talking about in an episode after this, more about the Superstar shakeup. But I wonder, rumor has it, that, well, speculators say that she might be bringing in Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai. As a tag team, but I don't think that that meshes well with Paige. And yeah, me neither. Not at I don't. All. I don't like that. I don't. All. I hope that that's not, not an all. accurate prediction.
1: <laughs> not at all. I, I, I 100% agree that does not met, mesh well with Paige at all. I 100% agree.
0: And although Paige has become more of a face, I would like to see her take that heel turn of when she brought yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah, yes,
1: yes. Me too. I feel like. Paige, I feel like I, I, would, I would personally like to see Paige manage a staple of people because I believe she's that damn good. Yeah. Mike.
0: Yeah. I agree. That would be good for her to have a stable. But uh, one that she creates, not yeah. one that is, you know, something that's more organic for her. I think that would be really dope. Yeah. Sorry, and then sorry. last thing on NXT the Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole, two out of three falls. Johnny Gargano is now the NXT champion. What did you Ramps, think about the, the tri- match? Triple overall? Crown. Yes, yeah, so it's the a triple crown.
1: Gargano and Adam Cole. NXT takeover, biggest stage. They don't disappoint. We knew this was going to be a great match. The near falls. Oh my God. So many near falls. So exciting. Match of the night, in my opinion. And the 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 ending to that match with Chopper. And Candice LeRae and the embrace that they that they had at the top of the ramp is one of those moments in wrestling where you're like, this is real. Mm-hmm. And if you watch the um the um the clip that they did on Champa and he's going in the neck surgery and he talks about living with Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano, you could see how real that moment was for them. and... Chopper's future is uncertain but that was just a, one of those moments where it, it's a real moment between real life friends who have lived together and it was just a special moment it, to cap off a special night and a great match from Gargano and Adam Cole.
0: So what would you rate that match out of five? I'm
1: going to give it five. I'm, the near falls the, the the psychology was just perfect. Did you see that double super kick when they both fell
0: down? Like, amazing,
1: incredible, incredible match.
0: What do you give it? I give it a five out of five. Hands, I mean, to me, Johnny Gargano is one of the most interesting people in the ring because he just does not give up, he does not quit. My question to you is who did Johnny Gargano have a better match with Adam Cole or Tommaso? I- I'm gonna say Ciampa. Ciampa. His matches with Ciampa. Yeah, I have to agree.
1: What was it? Was it the street fight to take over New Orleans
0: last year? I believe. For me, when the ring was pulled up and that DDT happened onto the bear ring, that was just like whoa. That's the one that stood out to me the most. But I have to agree with you that Ciampa and Gargano, it's just magic there. It's pure magic.
1: Pure magic. Um. Well, what did you think of the Riddle Velveteen match? I
0: know we're
1: not well, we, We've already went through two
0: matches in Well, and retain We talked about that talked I about like one. Matt Riddle But Velveteen is different, man Velveteen is the entire package From the persona To the mic To the athleticism he, I can't wait Until he moves up to the main card But he can stay on NXT for right now I'm good on that He's so
1: damn, he's so damn charismatic.
0: I it's just feel like, like him going to the main roster. I don't think that they would know what to do with him. I just don't think they would know yeah, what to do.
1: I, I, I think they, they, they squander his potential.
0: So, are you ready to move on to the, to the, to the big baby?
1: But, hold up, can we,
0: can we talk
1: about? Um...
0: Well, there's not much to talk about. Obviously, the War
1: Raiders defeated Ricochet and Alistair Black in a great match. So we just want to give them their round of applause.
0: Uh, Absolutely. Yes. And that was a Um, moment, too. That was a moment. Yes, great moment. Great moment. Before we jump into WrestleMania, Alfonso, I want to tell you about this new position that WWE is currently hiring for. It's called the Continuity Script Supervisor. Okay? Okay. Mm -hmm. They are looking for someone that is going to maintain and oversee the weekly continuity documents for Raw and SmackDown Live and charge of proofreading all drafts, assure all major stories, graphics, and transitions are being brought forward, create, set, and communicate weekly checklists responsible for watching all the shows and being up to date, serve as a liaison between Raw and SmackDown Live, and work closely with head department VPs and lead writers throughout the creative process to ensure the entire creative team is on the same page. Because as you know, with there being a superstar shakeup and them saying that this is not like one brand anymore. Well, it's not separate brands, separate entities. It's one big thing. I think that this person here, whoever gets hired, is going to have a huge role in actually making things make sense. Because if you didn't know, WWE, Stephanie McMahon confirmed that they – Plan things out a year in advance. Did you know yeah. that? I
1: mean, yeah, I've always been on. You know how much plans change
0: over a year. Yeah, she said you know how much the, the plans do change. As you said, they have to fill things in. But I will say, especially after WrestleMania, for this new role that they're hiring, when you're transitioning from feud to feud, I think that there needs to be a smoother transition. So for them to be looking yes. for someone like this, I think that this person is going to be a great asset to the WWE team. It's not your average writer. It's someone that is really focusing on the stories and picking out what makes sense, what doesn't make sense, and conveying that to the writing team so that they can get the shit right.
1: Yeah, agreed. All it's right. Gonna,
0: but, yeah. but it's going to what? You have anything else? I don't have anything else. All right. I just wanted to put that out there because I think that. You know, as a wrestling fan, we should not just be, you know, we want to we talk so much shit about what could go right and what could go wrong. I think this is behind the scenes that you can get and understanding who the hell they're looking for. (laughs) And that gives you insight into what they're doing to try to change and better the brand for the future. So that's why I wanted to add that to this episode, because I think it's very important that they are looking for someone that's going to help continue to evolve the storylines. WrestleMania 35, y'all. We were there, as Alfonso said, 11 a.m. to a little after... was it? After midnight? Um, Thankfully, I drove, so we did not get caught in any bad weather. It was smooth sailing. We did record a ride-along, but um, that episode got lost in the sauce. So we'll have to do a ride-along at another time. So... Stay, stay tuned for that. But Alfonso, did you enjoy going to WrestleMania?
1: Yes. Overall, it was a great experience.
0: Did you enjoy everything that you purchased?
1: Yes. I love my um, the Charlotte shirt, the Charlotte Rousey and Becky shirt we all got. Yeah. Um, I love that shirt. I got a Kofi Mania shirt. So, you know, I was repping that hard the following day letting everybody <laughs> know
0: I witnessed the first the first African the first African-American, because Kofi's the definition of African-American, in my opinion, become mm-hmm. WWE champion and officially complete the Grand Slam.
1: Right. So, you know, I told everybody who would listen, not only did I see women main event WrestleMania history, but I also saw Kofi Kingston win the WWE. Yeah,
0: we left that big time.
1: Yes, history. It was also the last match for one of my favorites of all time, Batista which I said on the last podcast, I thought it would be his last
0: match. Yeah, much. for the simple fact that Triple H has more people to put over. Yeah. But we're going to get to that. We're going to start with, I pulled up CBS Sports, and they have it in the order in which it happened at Mania. So let's follow with that. So first up, the first match was... Let's get. Are we
1: going to talk, um, talk on the pre-show real quick? Run that
0: down. Oh, yep. Before we even let's jump into down. that, let's get into the pre-show. So the pre-show, there were four matches yeah there were four matches so we had the cruiserweight with Buddy Murphy versus Tony Nese I believe we both were wrong because we said that Buddy was going to retain and Buddy Murphy is now actually going to be challenging Velveteen Dream next week on NXT for the North American Championship so that's something to did you see that video
1: that Velveteen and Buddy Murphy had
0: no I didn't see it yet I just saw the notification um...
1: Buddy Murphy is walking, walking backstage at Mania and he says something along the lines of oh look at Buddy Murphy that's a man who couldn't handle the stage of Wrestlemania and um, Buddy Murphy says what? This is the face of a man who stole the show or whatever and Velveteen says you want to see Show Stealer? Go look up Matt Riddle versus Velveteen Dream at at NXT TakeOver New York and he's like um where's your title at? <laughs>
0: It's, it's so funny. I believe it's a Velveteen. That is funny. So that's one thing that happened. But um Buddy Murphy did end up losing. There were a lot of title changes at Mania. I was very surprised about that. Then we also had the Raw Tag Team titles. Another title that changed hands. A match that nobody so a match that nobody was really looking forward to. It was the last match added to the card. The revival versus um, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. I knew because of all the rumors that are circulating about the revival and then possibly leaving WWE. I'm they're, not they're surprised. On the contract for a couple more years after, for at least another. Well, year hopefully, hopefully that that's great. I hope that they do stay. But I'm saying before Mania, there was a lot of um, speculation surrounding them. But also, you know that my only thing is like, are we actually going to see some title reigns now? You know, remember when we were watching wrestling with like John Cena and Randy Orton and and Edge, how that little rivalry there, how the titles changed hands a lot. But then after that, we did get some decent title reigns. AJ Styles is one of the most recent wrestlers that actually shows up in fights that has had a title reign. Brock doesn't count because I don't feel like your title reign really counts if you don't show up. You're not a fighting champion. Anyway, thank God he's in Vegas doing whatever it is that he's doing. Brock,
1: with all due respect, you can stay in Vegas, brother.
0: Exactly. Please do. You know, so that's weeks. what happened. So that's what happened. Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. And then on Monday Night Raw, they ended up keeping the title. So we were also that, on that. was a surprise. On that. I, I, I did not expecting that. I predicted them to win, but I also
1: predicted them to drop the belt.
0: Exactly. So they did not drop the belt on the first night, guys. So that's to say something. Then we had the men's Andre the Giant Battle Royal, Memorial Battle Royal. Braun Strowman won. I believe Malcolm said that Braun was going to win. I hadn't really chosen anybody. You wanted Andre sh- to win.
1: You chose the Saturday
0: Night Live host. I, d- I did choose the Saturday Night Live people, um, which I knew that wasn't going to happen deep down. But, you know, it's WWE, anything could freaking happen. So braun did end up winning winning i just hope and i wish down the future that they actually add a stipulation that will mean something more to the winner of the battle royals to the respective battle royals yes. last year naomi ended up winning the inaugural women's battle royal and now this year carmella so it's two smackdown girls that won back-to-back years you thought oscar was gonna win No, I thought Lacey Evans was. Lacey Evans didn't even... That's another story. We'll get to her. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, Lacey Evans. She's actually doing things out here. So, you did say Lacey Evans. Malcolm Malcolm said, for those who are new to the podcast, Malcolm is my boyfriend. He's like the wrestling guru that we go to to find out all things wrestling. When it comes to current events in wrestling, that's Alfonso's area. The whole marketing thing. And on Twitter, that's all me. But like old school wrestling and all that that's all Malcolm so he chose Oscar, and I don't remember who I chose you it damn sure, sure wasn't was a- Carmella you, you chose
1: Oscar as well
0: okay it damn sure wasn't Carmella I know that so um, you know what I, I would have liked to see Sarah Logan win because then that would have been interesting to see what they're going to do with the Riot Squad Yes, yes. That would have been very, very interesting. Because I feel like Carmella's had her moment. I think that that would have been really, really dope for the Riot squad. But that's neither here nor there. I believe that wraps up the pre-show.
1: Yes.
0: There was nothing else. Those were those four matches. Two of the titles ended up changing hands in the pre-show alone. So that's that. Moving on to the main show, like I said, we're going to go in the order in which the matches appeared as best as I can here. So let's talk about my guy, Seth Rollins. Yes, the Universal the, Championship, the Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar. We have a new fighting Universal Champion by the name of Seth Rollins. What Seth freaking, Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins is right. What would you give this match? Um,
1: I mean, if you want to go, I mean, I probably give it. If if we're, if we're like grading it or something,
0: no, like out of five, what would you get? What would you give it?
1: Probably a solid four. Okay. A so- I mean the match didn't they didn't, they didn't really go go long.
0: You know that's because what? Brock didn't want to fight.
1: I mean, it told a good story. and made Brock look strong in defeat, cause Seth needed a low blow to defeat her and three curb stomps. You know, yeah. so I, I really liked it. I was shocked when we looked up at that screen and saw Paul Heyman walking down. I was like, are they really gonna start with the yeah. Universal Championship? Yeah. Yeah. If you look we... at the way, if you look at the way the, if you look at the way the show, the show was was really like, the show was really like set up. I think it was set up well. We had the three baby faces that the crowds wanted to see one, all one: Becky, Kofi, and Seth. And if you mm-hmm. look at the way that they really spread them out, they put Seth at the beginning, they put Kofi in the middle, and they put Becky at the end. So that really kind of spread out, gave the t- crowd time to really enjoy, enjoy right. the matches. In my right. opinion, right?
0: To help the energy, to help with the energy.
1: Yes, yes, yes
0: i mean seth rollins where we were seated we really couldn't see the entrance but we couldn't see the superstars coming in and out but we did get a nice view of people coming in and out from backstage like we said the nxt uk we also saw sean michaels we saw sasha and bailey we saw kevin nash aiden english mike Kyoto. Um, Tom Phillips, Byron Sachs Tom Saxton, Phillips, Byron Graves, Renee
1: Young
0: yeah we saw them and we also saw, saw um, Lillian Garcia did I say her um, Shelton Benjamin, Booker T uh, The Miz and Shane when they were coming out I don't know if I just said that we saw a lot of people Oh, Michelle McCool we saw her um, so yeah we saw a lot of people coming in, and we also got to see Triple H before he went on. Triple H's entrance is by far my favorite entrance when it comes to WrestleMania, hands down. So even though I wasn't able to see C, I watched it after the fact on WWE Network, but we did get to see him go out. We, saw, we heard the car revving up from our section. And He was, it was
1: literally right in front of us. He was
0: right there. So when the curtain raised up and everything, we saw him going out. So that was really, really dope to see that. And it made up for not being able to see the entrance overall. But being able to see Triple H, that was great. But Universal Championship, I have to agree with you. I'll give it a solid four for the fact that Seth did three curb stomps successfully. Yes. I'll actually give it a four and a half because we're done with Brock for a little bit. So I'm going to give it a four and a half. Next up, we have the Raw Tag Team. Oh, we talked about the Raw Tag Team. It's out of order. Uh, Let's see. What do we have next? All right. Here we go. AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. I know that I chose Randy. You chose AJ. Yes. I mean, you got that point. I would give this the problem. Let's talk about the problem with this one where we were sitting there were people right next to us that had that yellow light and they kept chanting we can't see. We can't see. It just so happened that behind the announce table there was another group of people that were blinded by that same yellow light that could not see. So unfortunately those people didn't really get to see the AJ Styles Randy Orton phenomenon which was, I mean... It was what's to be expected. Um, I'm not surprised that AJ won. I'm just happy that Randy is still in the picture. I give this match a solid four. What do you give it? I'm,
1: um, probably a three
0: and a half. Solid match. I feel like it could have been better. Well, AJ did. He did do a botch, and he did apologize for that. If that accounts for anything. So you're gonna give it a three and a half. I give it a four. I'm also pretty biased when it comes to Randy Orton. So <laughs> I know I'm not the only girl that is.
1: This is this is one of those matches that I haven't had a chance to rewatch on the network. So maybe when I go back and rewatch it, and I can truly appreciate it, mm-hmm. you know, my grade will go up. But I, I did watch the Seth and Brock. I did rewatch Seth and Brock, though.
0: Yeah. All right. SmackDown Tag Team Championship. The Fatal Four Way with the Usos as the champs. The Bar. Ricochet and Alistair Black and Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura, the Usos retained, which we knew of what was going to happen. Um, Fatal Four Way. Didn't, didn't you pick Black? and
1: Ricochet?
0: No, I picked the Usos to retain. Oh, I said, said that I want yeah, Ricochet yeah. and Alistair you're Alistair Black Ricochet, to be. You're, yeah, you're Ricochet and Black and
1: Alister Black. I
0: love them as a. I love them as a tag team. I'm really, I really like I them. I'm really looking forward to them getting split up. They are going to get split up. I think that bringing them in as a tag team, though, to get people used to them and their wrestling styles, their wrestling styles complement each other greatly. I, I really just like them in the ring, um, and plus I like Aleister Black and Zelina together, so they're cute. The Usos ended up winning, only to have the titles shifted to the Hardy Boys after SmackDown. Um, So what do you think about them losing the titles? I
1: think they're getting ready to move the Usos to Raw in my opinion.
0: And do you know what would make me so happy? The Usos teaming up with Roman? Then you could throw Tamina and Nia Jackson there and have a Samoan stable. You want to turn Roman heel? I know they're not going to do it yet because Roman is still riding this I beat cancer wave. And that's no disrespect. Okay? Don't take that as disrespect. But WWE is going to milk the shit out of that. They just are. Happy to have I mean. Roman back. Happy to have <laughs> Roman back. More than happy to have him back. I'm just saying. I, I think that that would be a great angle. If they do go to SmackDown, that would, I mean, if they do go from SmackDown to Raw, that would be a great angle. But what we did say that when it's when we're watching matches live because we can't hear the commentary, it's harder to watch multiple people in a ring and keep up than watching one-on-one matches. So that's to say that things can get confusing when watching a fatal four-way cuz there's so many pieces. Thankfully there's screens for us to see but like to actually see in the ring it's just it's just a lot going on. So what did you think of the match? Um I think they gave him a lot of time. These old I think I think
1: every team played their role well, in my opinion. I feel like like this match, to me, I didn't know that they were going to get this much time, but like the Usos, you're never going to get a bad match from them. Never. I mean, anybody's capable of a bad match, but I feel like when you give them time and put them on a big stage, they're going to deliver. Rusev and Shinsuke were phenomenal in this match. I feel like... Those two, the tag team, really don't make no sense to me. But they, they've taken what they have got and they, they ran <laughs> with it. Um, Ricochet and Black, you know, I'm. It's a weird pairing to me. Who's the other team in this Fatal Four I'm forgetting.
0: The Bar, who just seems to be popping up everywhere these days.
1: Yeah, the Bar, but the Bar is the Bar has has taking what they were given, and they always ran with it. The bar played their role great in this match. It was just an all-around great match. I probably would have liked to see... I'm happy that Ricochet and Black got their mania moment. You get what I'm saying? They deserve it. They're new. They're fresh. But I probably would have liked to see the Hardy Boys in this match, to be honest with you. Maybe not um, Ricochet. Right. Maybe not in Ricochet and Black spot. I understand, you know, they had the two Hail team, with two baby faces, which makes sense. So, in order to, you know, put the Hardys in, the most logical thing is to take the baby faces out. But, you know, I feel like the Hardys, I feel like Ricochet and Black, you know, they're obviously at this point in their careers, they're better wrestlers than the Hardys. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: With all due respect to one of the greatest tag teams of all time. But, Matt
0: Hardy looks great. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Jeff looks like he's moving better these days too. Yeah. The time off the time off really. It really me. did. Really did. But, you know, not to spend too much time on this match. I think it was a solid match. I think the right team went over, the right team got the win. I'm gonna have to give this match a solid four.
0: Solid four. I'd have to agree. A lot of yes. these matches are solid four. Except for this next one, which I'm giving a five out of five. Shane McMahon versus The Miz in a false Count Anywhere match. Oh my God! I have the video of when, of the finale of that match. I'm gonna post it on Twitter. Oh my God! <laughs> that was the best part. It was the best part. What did, What do you give the match? What do you give the match? I think it was amazing. I think it was amazing. I think they
1: superseded my expectations. In my opinion, yeah. Um. I'm gonna have to give them. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to give them. Uh, for I'm sorry, guys. I just went on Instagram and I'm currently watching my favorite player of all time play his last NBA
0: game. So. Oh, it's Dwayne Wade's last one? Oh, interesting.
1: Yes, yes. But um. Anyway, back to this match. It superseded my expectations. The Miz is phenomenal. Shane McMahon doesn't get enough credit for. Like, come on, bro. You're old. And you do all this stuff. Like, you get what I'm saying? The stunts that he pulls. Shane is one of the all-time great stuntmen that WWE has ever seen. I'm going to have to give it a four and a half, you know? I think is a little bit more generous with her grading scale than I am. Um, this was definitely one of the best matches of the night. This was, this mania, in my opinion... There's not one match that I look at that said that I say was a bad match.
0: True, that's a good way to put it. But I'm giving I'm giving them a five out of five for the simple fact that they did they, like, the energy. Okay, everybody was out of their seats. Okay. People were not out of their seats for every match. This was one of the matches where everybody yes. was out of their seats. Yes. So I give them a five out of five simply for that. All right, moving right along. We move on to the Women's Tag Team Championship. The Iconics Boston Hug Connection Beth Phoenix and Natalia, Nia Jackson, Tamina. The Iconics are the new Women's Tag Team Champions. Um, for obvious reasons, Boston Hug were eliminated. But I think that's because they're going to be moved into like the singles single title yeah, because picture.
1: You lose, you lose a star like Rousey, you lose a star like Rousey. You need you need somebody like you need to split those two up. I would fatherly love to see them feud with each other. I feel like you've made them tag team champions. You'll right. You have a Sasha versus Bailey feud done the right way by some competent
0: writers. The exactly. Were incompetent.
1: They did not know what they were doing. I need a Sasha Bailey feud for all to be right in the
0: world. I will say though that when Sasha had pushed Bailey's buttons that time, that was a whole different side of Bailey that we had never seen, and I would like to see more of that. I am not against a Sasha and Bailey feud. <laughs> I would like to see a Sasha and Bailey feud rather than and rather than a Sasha and Alexa Bliss feud. I'm over that. I don't want to see yes, it I'm,
1: I'm over that too. I, I, I love Alexa. I think it's smart that they're building her back up because she is one of the best heels that the company has, and she's a good wrestler in my opinion. But I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of over the Alexa train. You get what I'm saying? That shit is kind of stale.
0: She's had her time. Let's bring yes. up some more people, some more rivalries that we haven't seen. I should say. What would you give that match? Um.
1: Three. Three and a half. I give it a three.
0: I give it a three. No shade to the women because the women killed all night, but I just it was nothing like too spectacular to me. Another match that actually does get a five out of five is Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. People have not given that man enough credit. I know that we're all excited about Kofi and Kofi Mania, but we also have to give props where props are due to Daniel yeah. Bryan because he played his role so well. That was an amazing match from start to finish. That is another match that near the end got people on their feet and nobody was sitting down. I, and... I'm going to be 100%
1: honest with you. and I think you can um, you can agree with me on this after we being there live. The crowd, I, that that was the loudest pop of the night. I feel like kofi's pop superseded becky's i feel like kofi's match kind of in a a way it burnt us out we were not the same until the main event
0: and the only thing with having someone like okay let me put it to you like this if kofi wasn't daniel bryan's opponent and it was just someone else for the wwe championship it would not have been the same energy For the fact that they built this storyline of Kofi being in the WWE for 11 years. He's African-American. No African-American has really ever won and been the face of WWE. You know the whole thing with the rock and blah, blah, blah. So to have that leading up, you know, to see everything that he went through to just get that one shot. Everybody was behind Kofi for the most part. There were some assholes behind us that weren't, but whatever. To each its own. The thing about the Becky match is that it happened, on, it came on last, and everybody everybody was. We got our energy back because of them saving Demon King for right before the main event, yes, which was yes, good because that, that woke us up a little bit. But it wasn't just Becky. We knew that Becky was going to win, but it's also the way that she won. We'll get to that in, in a minute. But I think that that's, that also has to do with why there wasn't a huge pop. There's a lot of factors that went into it. But shout out to Kofi Kingston. Shout out to his bros, Big E and Xavier Woods for always supporting him. I mean, like, I was screaming my head off. The guy in front of me was like, wow, she's really – yes, I'm really screaming because that was a fucking moment. Kofi Kingston, like, this man is an- – he is – an African-American. It's not, oh, you're in this country and you're black. No, he's from Ghana. He's an American. He's Ghanaian-American. He is African-American. And we haven't had one of those ever as WWE champion. So I could not be happier for Kofi. The first Grand Slam band of
1: color. The Rock never became a Grand Slam champion. Kofi Kingston is the first ever African-American. Grand Slam champion, and the man deserves it. Big E and Xavier Woods, excuse me. I'm hearing people say, oh, why were they out there? I heard Matt Morgan from Wrestling A say, why are they out there celebrating? Why are they out there celebrating? You know, this is Kofi's moment. I feel like it should have been Kofi and his kids. You don't understand the real-life brotherhood between Big E, Xavier really? Woods, and Kofi
0: Kingston. Really? The
1: reason that man got to fight for the WWE title. Exactly. The New Day has been built on teamwork. The New Day made that moment so much more special. His kids being in the ring. Kofi Kingston, I don't know how long he'll hold the belt. I hope it's for a while. But just just the fact that he got that. he
0: got the Give me until, if you're going to take the belt, give me until SummerSlam. Let yes, it be please. an actual title ring. Please. Let him get his moment. Please, yes, please, please.
1: And then after SummerSlam, eventually they're gonna have to break the New Day
0: up. Eventually, it, it, yeah. It's,
1: eventually, yes. But I'm gonna have to give that match a, a five out of five.
0: That match broke the scale. Um, it it was Daniel the best. It was one of the best. It was it was it, the best match of the night. It's, it Bryan wasn't one. Of the, is, it was the best. Daniel. It, it
1: was the best. The match of the night. Daniel Bryan is one of the Greatest wrestlers walking this earth. He deserves a, a, a ton of credit for the hill work that he did. You can see he genuinely wanted to get Kofi over. He had no problem putting Kofi over at WrestleMania. What a moment. Daniel Bryan played his role well. Rowan next to Daniel Bryan, that's been a great pairing in my opinion. Everybody who had something to do with this match played their match or played their part well. I actually went back and watched this match on the network. Byron Saxton, Tom Phillips, and Corey Graves did a phenomenal job calling this match.
0: One last thing on Kofi and Daniel Bryan. Hold on. I forgot what I was going to say. It was something good, too. Oh, I I guess it wasn't that important. All right. Well... I guess we'll move on to the United States Championship match. I had something else to say on Daniel Bryan. Oh, this is what I had to say. I just find it fascinating that Daniel Bryan's storybook ending is the same as Kofi Kingston's, how they pulled the whole B-plus player into it. And for this to be such a last-minute juggernaut, Kind of thing before Mania. I think they did a great job executing it, and I will say, throwing in the race card helped to fuel the fire for sure.
1: Yes, because this is a story about race. A black, black, black little kids saw Kofi Kingston become WWE champion,
0: mm-hmm. and,
1: it, and it made them say, "Look, somebody like like that looks like me just won the be- biggest title this company can give.
0: Exactly, I
1: can be that one day, and I think it's important." As a as a man of color, as a and, you know, as people of color, that we have somebody that looks like us winning belts like that, and it's just it, it's important because we're we're African American wrestling fans, and far too long I feel like we haven't been represented enough. Or don't don't ever tell me oh there hasn't been a black guy
0: who could hold the WWE championship. Part That's not true. Could have held the WWE yeah. championship. Booker T
1: could have held the WWE Championship. I'm Booker T should have held. I, I, yes, yes. I'm even going to argue with you. Doing his heel run when he was going around talking about little Jimmy. R-Truth could have held the
0: When he was with the Miz? Come on. Come on. You're right.
1: R-Truth definitely could have had. I'm not saying a long run or even a run that should have lasted longer than a pay-per-view. But he could have held the belt. There's been lesser men that have held WWE titles. So, to see Kofi get his moment was amazing. As people of color, it it was amazing. The white guy in front of me, man, I gave him a high five when Kofi won. This was a story of an underdog. Not only a black man, but an underdog finally getting what he deserves. 11 years in the company, 11 years grinding. And finally, on the biggest stage, he became WWE champion. It's funny, because six years ago... Kofi Kingston wasn't even on the WrestleMania card when they came to New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And six years later, he's with his New Day brothers, with his kids in the ring, and he's the
0: WWE champion. Amazing moment. And this yes. is not a conversation for those that think, oh, Kofi got the title. The conversation is going to end. It's just now beginning now. Because if Kofi yes. could do it, who's next? Okay? Yes. This is yes. just This is just the beginning. Just the beginning. So, again, congrats to the new WWE champion Kofi Kingston. Now let's move on to the we got some other matches but you know we'll just breeze through those. The United States champion um the championship Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. We knew what was going to happen there. We said Samoa Joe. I think I think I think this was the, I think this was the right decision. Yeah.
1: Um, I think Rey was Rey was, was banged up. Um and you you we, the crowd was not going to get invested in this match. So having Joe win as quick as he did was smart. It made Joe look really unstoppable, beating Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio still got his 6-1-9 in. It was a quick match as it should have been. So there's not really much else to say about this match. When you give this match on the rating scale, I'm going to have to give it a, a three because, you know, it really wasn't given the chance right. more. But it wasn't a bad match and it was the right
0: decision. And right. Like the right time went. Speaking of matches that I'll give a three to, um, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre Roman Reigns won we both were wrong it's yes, not surprising that Roman won his first singles match back from we just
1: feel as though he
0: Roman has had his mania moments I am really like I really really never thought that I'd be behind Drew McIntyre but Drew McIntyre is a force to be reckoned with and I don't like that they keep throwing him with people he is fine by his damn self And I really want him to get in the title picture sooner rather than later. Not the intercontinental title picture. Not the United States title picture. I'm talking about the Universal Championship title picture. Or even WWE, depending on where he goes with the shakeup. I want to see him in the big title picture. What do you think about the match? It
1: just didn't do anything for me. I really... I mean obviously I was we were there so we were interested in every match but... I'm going to say that
0: even though we were there I didn't pay attention to that match I'm not going to lie and I love Roman but I'm not going to lie
1: I love Roman and I love Drew but Drew should have went
0: over and also people need to realize that Roman is not 100% Roman has a lot of work that he needs to do for obvious reasons he has a lot of work to do
1: I think Roman. I think Roman looks like he's moving at one hundred percent. I don't think. I think Roman's getting there. Roman is not. I don't feel as though he has a lot of work to do. Maybe he's got some weight he's got to put back on. But in the rain, I feel like he's he's good. I just feel like that match, the crowd was never going to get behind it. We were still burnt out. I feel like this match should have went on earlier in the show, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I feel like it went on kind of late. But I'm gonna have to give this match a three as well.
0: Now, for one of my favorite moments, John Cena came back as the doctor of thugonomics. What if you guys don't know John Cena before the whole John Cena, the John Cena sucks phase? Then you guys are like, Where the hell were you? Where the hell have you been? Go back to the WWE network, hell, YouTube it if you don't have it. Doctor of thugonomics, John Cena, like vintage John Cena. This is when there could have been heel. John Cena, he plugged that in his bars at WrestleMania as well. That was the closest we would ever get to John Cena being a heel. One of my favorite characters of all time. I love John Cena and the person that he's become, and the person that he is, and all the philanthropic work that he does. But I mean, there's nothing like the Doctor of Economics. Nothing like it.
1: Funny, funny story. We actually had a um. Had a Cena fan sitting in front of us, a little kid who was at Mania with his dad, and he was actually asleep when the Doctor of Thuganomics, um, Cena theme song came on. So his dad is trying to wake him up, and when he wakes him up, the kid's looking in the ring like, "Who, is, who
0: that? is that?" He, he was recognize- so confused. He was so confused. Poor thing. He was so confused. That
1: kid will remember that night for the rest of his life.
0: There were a sad. lot of there were a lot of kids out there. A lot of kids. Yes. This goes to show that the wrestling, you know, you still start young and all that. It's it, once a wrestling fan, always a wrestling fan. I don't care what anybody says. Yes. Then we have Triple H versus Batista in a no-holds-barred. I would like to say that I give this match a four out of five. I like that it wasn't the standard, you know, in a no-holds-barred match. Here's a sledgehammer. Here, Triple H pulled some shit out that I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting that from Hunter. What do you think about the match?
1: Um, one of the better matches on the card. She um, did better than I uh, was a lot better than I expected it to be. Um, I didn't expect it to be that good. But the thing we gotta talk about with Triple H, I love Triple H. I love, love what he's done with NXT. Why are his WrestleMania matches so damn long? Because he's Triple like this, H. Because like he's Triple this, H. I feel like this match did not have to go that
0: well I, I don't think that it has to go that long but when you're talking about matches in general with Triple H Triple H also has those matches where he's putting people over Okay, so I feel like in the sense of putting people over that they should go longer this one with Batista you also have to think that this is probably Batista's last match in the WWE so based off what Batista has done in his career he did deserve the time so for that I think that the time that it went was fine Based on Triple H and Batista, and you know there is history there, so I don't think it was that bad. I don't think the time was that bad.
1: And the fact, yeah, it was Batista's last match, and he's a legend, and he was a good send-off. So I feel like it was a good match. I think Shawn Michaels. I I went back and listened to it with Shawn Michaels on commentary. I I don't think he was very good on
0: commentary. Shawn Michaels also did not wave at us. Everybody was screaming Shawn, Shawn, and he just kept walking. Rude, just rude. Well um,
1: I'm gonna give that a four. What's the next match on the card?
0: Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle,
1: farewell match. I mean, we could talk about this one. Kurt's a legend. Baron Corbin. I, I feel like I have no problem with Kurt losing his last match. I believe all legends should go out, you know, on their back, you know, putting somebody else over, but. What does this win do for Baron Corbin?
0: Exactly. Until, That's what we have until, to figure out. Until
1: they take him until they take him out of this Applebee's get I cannot take that man <laughs> serious. And Baron Corbin is a great wrestler. Yeah. The match was not the match was not bad. But I'm gonna have to give it like a a three. There were a
0: lot of threes on this card. Very much so. Very a lot of mediocre stuff, but also you can't compare it to the high caliber of the other matches and the time yes. that the other matches got, too, you know? So that yes. that's another thing that affects the score. For me, um, I'm going to give the match a three and a half because Kurt Angle, he came out in vintage angle, and then what he did at the end of saying, let me hear you one more time with the use up that was another moment where everybody was on their feet. And I think we've said it like three or four times before he actually left. The um the stage, so that was that was really really dope, and those are the kind of moments I live for. And being able to go to an event like WrestleMania is to chant and sing and be interactive with the superstars as they're entering and exiting the ring. That's one of my favorite parts. So I I, I love that Kurt Angle moment for sure. So I I still give it a three and a half. Yeah. Then there was the then there was the the match that woke us back up, the Intercontinental Championship. Finn Balor versus the champ Bobby Lashley. And Finn Balor, the Demon King, did end up winning, which is no surprise that he won. Um, But the match was so short that Finn Balor did not lose any face paint on his face, and his entrance was actually longer than the match itself. So I give it a three.
1: Which we expected. It's what we expected. I'm going to have to give it a three and a half. I think... The Demon looks strong here. I liked how they gave Bobby some offense. Um, they let him hit his spear through the ropes. They let him hit his spear in the ring. You know, I feel like they gave Bobby his offense, but they, the Demon overcame. The Demon woke us back up and got us ready for the main event. So I feel like this was a solid match. And Finn Balor's interest to me is always going to be a five. Actually, Malcolm was really disappointed that the Superstore
0: didn't have any Finn Balor. Aren't you surprised that they didn't have anything for Finn? I didn't see any Finn Balor, anything. Yes, I
1: was very surprised.
0: I am very yeah. surprised. And I even looked once we got inside of MetLife. I saw no Demon King anything. I was very disappointed because that was definitely on the list of things to get. All right. Last but not least, we had the winner-take-all match for the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships. Becky Lynch versus the Raw Women's Champ, Ronda Rousey, and the SmackDown Women's Champ, Charlotte Flair. Becky took the win. No surprise there. But I want to talk about the entrances. For me, having the helicopter package with Charlotte and all that was cool. But then you had Charlotte, and then she didn't come out. And then you had Ronda. Her entrance was cool, though. I liked the lady singing her Nickelodeon theme song. Um, But then you had Charlotte come out after that, and I felt like it was kind of rushed. And I think that having either Charlotte go completely first or having Charlotte go after Rhonda, I think that it would have been better for Charlotte to go first with the package that was there and then have her come down to the ring, then have the music, and then have Becky come out. Because I just felt like Charlotte's entrance got kind of rushed. And then on top of that, Becky didn't have a damn entrance. She just walked to the ring with her Conor McGregor swag. But what but did you again, think about the entrance? But then again,
1: when you think about it, though, I mean, Ronda's was amazing. I like the Charlotte thing that they did with the leather jacket, then putting the robe on. That was dope. But when you think about Becky, she's such a badass. She don't need no crazy entrance. Because she's the man. You know what I'm saying? I feel mm-hmm. as though she should have had one, but, you know. I
0: mean, I feel like she should have had pyro or something.
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: Like, just something. I wasn't expecting her to have no lavish outfit and all. That's not Becky. It's never been her. I wasn't expecting that. But for this to be a main event, some of the entrances, even watching them back on the WWE Network, they were very lackluster. I'll just say that. But what do you think about the match overall? What would you give it?
1: Um, I'm going to give it a solid 4.8. If that's 4.8. <laughs> 4. I, I, it's my second highest rated match on the card.
0: I would give it a four and a half.
1: Four and a half.
0: Four and a half. Yeah, four I'm and a half. Have... Now, I will say that being there, I thought that this is why watching it over, we wanted to make sure that we watched these things over for any matches that confused us a little bit before we did this episode for me I had to go back and watch the main event because I was utterly confused I thought that Ronda had Becky down for one and then it was reversed and the ref kept counting two three and that's why Ronda was upset after further review Ronda by Becky but she lifted her shoulders after the one count which means that it should have stopped But the referee kept counting. And I think for a lot of people, that is what kind of killed the buzz of Becky becoming Raw Women's Champ and SmackDown Women's Champ. Now that they call her Becky Two Belts. And you can tell from the energy at MetLife that it didn't sit right with a lot of people.
1: Yes, yes. No, it did not.
0: It was very like, oh my god, Becky won, but then it it happened so fast, and it was kind of awkward. Everybody was deflated after that. It was like, we waited all this time for this, for it to end like this. Yes, I agree. Do you have any other notes on that one?
1: Um, It was actually reported that um, the ending was botched.
0: Um, The Mm -hmm. plan
1: was always for Becky to go over, but I believe it's... um, let me pull this up real quick. I want to give the reporter his just due. The man who um who I saw report this, we actually follow him on Twitter. He's um Sean Ross of um Fightful dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually reported. Let me pull this article up. Um, definite the, uh, the finish of the main event of WrestleMania did not go um as planned. The controversial pinfall win that saw Becky Lynch beat Ronda Rousey and claim two WWE women's titles was was the, pl- um, was the plan. So Becky was always supposed to go over, reds, everybody, you know, knows. But unfortunately, the plan went awry, uh, away, awary, I believe, that's what it says, <laughs> when Rousey's shoulders were not on the mat for the count. Um Fightful Select reported several backstage de- backstage details on the match this afternoon. Initially uh, initially, referee Rod Zapata gained heat for the finish among some backstage, but that quick quickly seemed to, you know, disappear. However, at Monday's WWE Raw, um Zapata was pulled aside by Vince McMahon, who discussed the situation, and um he was subsequently fined for the main event finish. So he was fine for that um, botch at the end. They're blaming um, blaming it on him. WWE referees are often instructed to call matches as shoot and to only count when a wrestler's shoulders were on the mat. The stance from many, including Zapata, was that the match was laid out ahead of time. Um, so he felt as though, even though the he felt as though, Rousey wasn't going to be able to deal with. You get what I'm saying. That was the plan. Finish. He felt as though Rousey wasn't going to be able to, you know, work on the fly, you know, as they say, because mm-hmm. that was the plan finish. Um, Rumor Rousey has it. In, he, he, felt, he felt as though Rousey in per- particular could have struggled to regain her bearings if mm-hmm. the schedule finish did not work out. The pinfall was supposed to happen off the crucifix, but McMahon told Zapata that he should have waited until the shoulders were down to count the three, and if any performers in the ring ended up struggling to regain that their footing, that would be on them. The match was worked out ahead of time, and WWE cameras actually filmed Rousey, Charlotte Flair, and Becky Lynch preparing for it. Rousey had to battle with a big cut on her leg from last week, which required a dozen stitches.
0: Um, and ru- rumor has it that Ronda has a broken hand?
1: Yes, yes, a severely broken hand, a re- really serious broken hand. She was scheduled to take time off off after Mania anyway.
0: Well, just doesn't that work out?
1: Yeah. All right. Hold on. Yes. Brianna, come in. Guys, we're joined on the Half Right Podcast by our our guest picker from last episode. Brianna. From um, our first episode. Our first episode. thoughts, Thoughts on WrestleMania.
0: Um, it was a great show I stayed there the whole time
1: you didn't even come did Daniel
0: Bryan win I don't think he performed (laughs) what do you think of um,
1: what do you think of Kofi Kingston becoming the first um, African American Grand Slam winner Um,
0: I think it's a very great thing Okay, our black people are evolving
1: yes yes power to the people. Lakia, you got anything else before we get out
0: of here? Before we get out of here, guys, be sure to check out our Instagram, at the Half Right Podcast, and check us out on Twitter at Half-Right underscore pod. We're always posting on Twitter, so check us out over there.
1: Alright, y'all. Shout out to all the wrestling fans who made it through WrestleMania weekend alive. I'm still a little tired, but, you know, shout out to our listeners, and We're going to come back. We're going to drop another episode, hopefully, the end of this week with our superstar shakeup predictions and talking about the Raw and SmackDown after Mania, but we out of here.
0: That wraps it up for another episode of the half Right Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at half right underscore pod and Instagram at the half Right Podcast. Feel free to share with a friend and subscribe. Until next time, thanks for tuning in.